Hey everybody, welcome to the Tech Connect Podcast. I'm John Martin. And I'm Dean Riverman. Dean, yes. you, know what, you know what tomorrow is, right? Oh, no. At least when this podcast is coming out. <laughs> when my, What might tomorrow it's be? It's Friday the 13th. Oh, nice. And it's in October, Friday the 13th. Even better, yes. So what are we going to do today? Dun, 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 dun. Nothing that's really spooky, sorry. Oh, what? Really? That yeah. kind of a build-up and you got nothing? If I'd thought about it ahead of time, I would have pointed nothing. out like all, all <laughs> what we should have done today should have had a spooky theme, but we're talking. We're doing yeah. Tech Bites today. Oh, But geez, it's also, Louise. hang on, it is the 13th installment hey, there it is. of okay. Tech Bites. Okay, fair enough. On the day before, a Friday the 13th, <laughs> in the month of October, you're the just, scary month. You're just salvaging at this point. Yeah, I yes. don't know. Yeah, yeah there's, no. I, I wish I could say we had creepy themed stuff or whatever, but we just didn't have time for you that. You don't even have one ounce of creepiness in any of your um, tech bites? I mean, no. I, I, I you got f- nothing. I could find some. Okay, I took it back. My my tech connecting today has oh, a slightly a little creepy, creepy okay, element right. to it, maybe. Yeah, well, yeah, we can, yeah, we can say enough. that. Maybe, w- maybe we'll maybe we'll we'll game make a little game for ourselves. Can we find <laughs> the fr- the creep factor in each of these stories that we're going to discuss today? Uh, Just for know. the sake of making this a little bit more entertaining. There you go. Maybe maybe yes yes. Uh, all right. Well, then today on the pod we're talking about famous streets. We're talking about retirement. Yep. We're talking about powering the world. Yep. Uh, countries, uh, the ranking countries, uh, oldest and youngest states. Yep. Fun facts about Google. Nice. Uh, and then we'll get into our usual what's tech connecting with us. Hey, I like it. Yeah, yeah we got some stuff to talk about. Yeah, we got, we got good Still stuff. Still up all, the water cooler. All the good stuff for your virtual water cooler or telling a spooky story over a campfire <laughs> about the oldest and youngest states. Ooh. <laughs> it's time to plug in and get connected. Welcome to the Tech Connect Podcast. It's time to get connected. All right, Dean, let's let's get into this here. Let's start talking about some of our interesting topics that we felt like discussing yes, today. Just cool yes. little s- stories we felt like diving into and sharing. Yes. Uh, yes. You got one about famous streets. Tell yes. us what's going on here. All right. So I stumbled across this little article that had uh, posted. Well, what they did is they quantified. The, the company is called Wonderoo. I love the name <laughs> of this <laughs> this company. Wanderoo came up with their official Why do I ranking. feel like you butchered that somehow? <laughs> nah, I probably did. Uh, but anyway, they came up with their most famous streets. But how do they rank them and how do they get their data? You might be asking yeah. yourself. Well, it's it, it's it all comes off of Instagram hashtags. And that is the caveat here, too, because <laughs> when, when you first sent this to me, and I didn't read the context. Oh, you didn't? The methodology. I just looked at the... Yeah. The list, and right. I'm like, the most why are streets? these top two at the top here? Why exactly. aren't some of these other ones? So at the my top? commentary so on that so here that. in just a second. But anyway, so yeah, this company Wanderoo, they they went through the data and they searched three hashtags uh, for you know hashtag variations of streets, right. and they have compiled now what they feel is the top streets in America based on the fact that people take a picture and then they hashtag that and put it on street. Instagram in particular it, bingo yeah. and put it on Instagram it's a lot of that's a lot of caveats there. it is a lot of caveats <laughs> but that's how you get your top streets okay, in America okay, let's, okay. Let's so hear. here I'll just rattle off a couple of them so number one is Ocean Drive in Miami Florida hashtag Ocean Drive. Hashtag crickets. Yeah, I've never been there before myself. <laughs> Neither but, have I. And I looked at some pictures but, of it. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah, right? And then number two, Northwest 2nd Avenue. 
this is really a, a, a famous street. Apparently, yeah. it's the number two. Hashtag that, crickets part two. Also in Miami, <laughs> Florida. Now, number three is Bourbon Street. Okay, now you're talking. Now, now I get it. Now we're talking. Okay, so if you're an Instagram... are you? I thought you were I'm, an influencer. Not, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I when, mean, when you're on Bourbon Street... I might street, have a modicum of influence over my six-year-old son <laughs> for now. And that probably won't last you much longer, but that might be the only influence I have over anyone on this planet. All right, well, see, you're just you're not cool. Is, is <laughs> no, basically what no. it boils down to. Because you're not. We, you're so not. They've been telling me since high school. <laughs> you're not traveling down any of these streets and taking your selfie and uh, posting. No. Rodeo Drive. That's number okay, four. I kind of get that one. Yes. Which that's now a, that I read it is Rodeo Drive. But anyway, the strip. It's Rodeo though, isn't it? It is Rodeo. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The strip in Las Vegas. Right. Of course. Th- that one makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Fifth Avenue, New York. Also so, makes now sense. see that would to me would have been like one of the top three. Yeah. I mean, yeah. come on, Fifth Avenue. Everybody's heard of Fifth Avenue. Yeah. Hollywood Boulevard, Los okay, Angeles. Get that one. Michigan Avenue in Chicago. Also get, also that, get one. that one. Lombard Street. This is now, the windy this, one, correct? This is the one. Yes. When yes. you when you told me this, or when I just looked at this headline. Yeah, yeah, again, yeah. Again, before I even dove into it, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, Lombard Street's got to be, if not at the top, one of the top two or three. Right. Because I just think it's such an iconic street. It is an iconic. And everybody street. wants to take yeah. a picture of it. That's if you're right. On that street. That's so. right. Yeah. Now, but in this list, it's number nine. Yeah. Melrose Avenue, L.A. Do you are are you picking up on a theme here, by the way? I, I am, because yeah, yeah, it yeah. all makes sense when you get to the Instagram of it all. <laughs> when you, yeah. the, the type of folks that are going to be routinely taking pictures, probably lots of Bingo. selfies. Bingo. Okay, so yeah, that's that's where I'm at. That was exactly. my commentary. You go down this whole list of top 20, not a single street. There's one street in middle, what I would call middle America, <laughs> and that's Beale Street, Memphis, Tennessee, okay. which is yeah, number 14. Yeah. But Beale Street is pretty yeah. famous. I mean, you know. I mean, I don't I mean, know why Vine Street in Cincinnati is not on here, but whatever, <laughs> you know. But if you're from Cincinnati, you know Vine Street. That's a good point. You yes. know Vine Street. So point. yeah, only the vein, I believe, is, are the ones that are <laughs> compiling, making this list happen. Because what else would you do, I guess, if you're in right. South Beach, right. Miami, Florida? You're taking a selfie of yourself and you're hashtagging yeah. Ocean Drive. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, like this is some status i guess I, right I, like I, you've I don't made it right yeah you've made it if you can take a selfie on ocean I, drive we probably have listeners in florida or miami that are sitting here going like you idiots you, you don't idiots. know anything yeah. about miami ocean drive is the coolest place on the planet what are you talking about <laughs> you tri-state morons you know so but eh. but if you look at it, it it's something i uh, let me count them up here i think it's like 11 of the top 20 are either in california yep. or florida yeah and they're on the coast. Yeah. And they're just, they're, to me, they're glamour shots. Get, yeah. It's a, like I said, I get it because one, you're probably talking about some of the more uh, beautiful, attractive, you know, and influential people that are probably right. taking a lot of okay. these. Okay. Yeah. The Instagram stars, if you will. Which I guess you know. we don't fit in that category. We, we do not. Okay. Just, we've established we've that. Established. We, <laughs> we do not. Uh, we, you know, we might be, again, we might be the Instagram stars of Blue Star in. <laughs> This particular <laughs> podcast studio, but that's about as far as our our influence uh, extends. But yeah, you're right. It's 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 that, and then you also get the coastal factor and like the you're right. the sunny, beautiful weather yes. where there's lots of opportunities yes. to take beautiful you yes. know pictures that you're gonna want to post. And yeah, it's day, not like so. the four years of gray or four years, four months of gray <laughs> that we have in Cincinnati. You really can't take any pictures, exactly. Because I mean, what are you gonna show? Nothing. Yeah, you're not showing anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not not particularly photogenic. Many of these other well, cities, it's, so. it was a it was a reminder of me of just how vain I guess we've gotten <laughs> as a society posting all these things to Instagram and now your top 20 streets are you know I get it but I don't get well it, it once anyway. again reinforces the idea that we've talked about many times yes. of 
if you're going to look at any kind of like top this survey, top yes. that survey, yes. look at the methodology. There you go. Figure right? out how that was calculated. <laughs> because I could see, you know, I could see, you know, a business like on Ocean Drive being like, come to us. We're on the most fa- most famous, famous street, street in the U.S. In the United States, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then in a little, you know, small font at the bottom, you know, according to Instagram, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. you know. And you're like, Northwest 2nd Avenue, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, the, the, the data can can be manipulated any way you feel like to make things. Again, like I said, you know, we could we could call ourselves the most famous Instagrammers in Northern Kentucky. There you go. We could say, on, at this moment, in this podcast studio, I and working we, for Blue Star. We can make that claim. Yeah. Yeah, that's bold. Yeah. yeah. We just put all that in a little font, but we just <laughs> but highlight at the top, most popular Instagram... I influencers like it. I like in it. northern kentucky even though i don't know about you but i'm not on instagram no and you're not e- okay no, see yeah, but, so. but still yeah i mean marco are you on instagram okay he's not either oh, so see someone? we have no competition in this room we, right <laughs> we claim whatever we want uh, all right absolutely all uh, right so what are we doing uh, we got attitudes let's, towards let's our retirement shift gears and talk about something that uh, those of us that aren't taking beautiful instagram pictures yes. of coastal cities are concerned right. about which is how are we going to retire how or are we going to retire yeah good uh, so some recent uh, polls and reports have come out about you know re- about retirement and Americans' particular uh, attitudes towards retirement in general, and mm-hmm. let's just say they're not particularly great. Which I mean, mm. I suppose I'm not too surprised by that. Yep, you know? I yep, mean, yep, yep. I, I think a lo- you know a lot of us, no matter how you know how good we might feel about our jobs and about our income, mm-hmm. still might have our concerns about being able to retire in a Absolutely. timely fashion or have enough money. So here's a couple of interesting stats that that came out of this um, that I'll, I'll rattle off here from some of these polls. One in five Americans think they'll never retire. Yep. Very depressing. Yep. Half feel like, only half feel like they are actually able to save for retirement in any way. Mm. 36% of respondents expect to retire, expect to retire in a timely fashion, like when it's common to do okay. it. 55 yep. and over yep. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I still think when you set that 55 and over mark, that's like, that still feels very low. I'm like, that's very I'm low. not. I'm not aiming for anything less than probably 65 before no, I'm going to have that 67, chance. and is, even then, yeah. is unlikely. Right. Right. Uh, half of work for half of the the people that responded work for employers that do not even offer retirement plans. 68 percent who have now. Th- this is the 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 good stat at all of this. I okay. Suppose. If you're going to find a good a silver lining, is that of those who have retired, 68 percent say they are content with their retirement. Oh, really? 60, so, okay, well, so the most. That's, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. A, a majority, still not a lot necessarily. So what are your thoughts on this? Or did any other stats in these articles stand out to you? Like, what do you, how, do you, well, how do you feel about your retirement? Do you think you're going to get to retire on time? That you no. Got enough saved? No, no, there's no, no retirement going on here. <laughs> No, I got kids to put through college and stuff like that. Are you kidding me? Very depressing when you think about so retirement. So you, you can look for John and Dean on the Tech Connect podcast until there we're in you our go. 80s. You yes, know, like, exactly. I don't even understand this technology anymore. <laughs> what, is a, what is a A-I-M-L? I don't get it. That's going to be us. <laughs> we're going to be like, why are we listening to these guys? Uh, yeah, I don't even exactly. understand this stuff Because yeah, they still need a paycheck. That's why. That's right. Uh, I, read, I was reading another stat, <clears> though, <throat> that the millennials are actually better than any other generation at saving. Yes. Uh, and, well, they've, and, they've had a lot of time to look at the rest of us and see how badly we've exactly. screwed up, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's a little glimmer of hope there. Yes. Um, you know, I don't know. Retirement is one of those things where... I, I think that uh, I don't know that people have the right goal in mind when it comes to retirement, like, you know, enjoying those years or giving back, you know, right, as a right. part of uh, retirement and stuff like that. It's just like it's this goal you see, seek and there's a there's like a there's like a finish line. And then what? 
Yeah. You yeah. know, do you go fishing or you go play golf for the rest of your <laughs> life? That is a I good mean, point I because I feel like there's been this attitude like painted about retirement, probably going back to like the boomer generation, I suppose, you know, that have, that have made it kind of feel like it's a, yeah, it's something you achieve when you get to the end of your your days working and you just right. you stop working. All your cares have gone away. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have a bill to worry about and you can go travel the world and right. golf all day or take up whatever weird hobby you've got. But, you but know, see, like, part of that's uh, societal. I mean, we've we've established on this podcast how hardworking Americans are right, compared right. to the rest of the world. We don't take time off. Right. We don't really know how to enjoy uh, <laughs> the fruits of life. And so why would that be any surprise when you get to retirement? It's like, I don't know what to do. Exactly. You know, oh, I, you yeah, know, the only exactly. thing I know how to do is go to work. Yeah. So, uh, now, I, for one, like I, I am very much of the, I, I would love to retire. I would love, I'd love to look forward to that. I could find plenty of ways to fill my, cause like, you hear that from some people, like they retire and they go, I don't know what to do myself. Yeah. And they end up kind of wasting Oh, away. I think I'll figure it out. And I'm like, no, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure I can find stuff to do. You know, <laughs> yeah. like I, even if I don't have a lot of money to do it with, I can, I'm pretty sure I can keep myself busy. Well, Marco's going to be a woodworker. So. I know that for sure. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yep. See, he already knows. Yep. 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 <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, but, but I get it. I understand because again obviously there's a lot of financial challenges there you know it's it's one thing to decide you're going to stop working it's another thing to be able to afford to do that yeah. given the cost of living and yeah. you know i mean you know like, like i look at it i'm like okay well i'm like i have to have my house paid off before i can uh, that's you know, right afford to stop living to your point <laughs> yep. i gotta make sure that my son is you know is able to go off to college and mm-hmm. has what he needs to get his start in so life. Desires, yeah. that's right yeah. exactly yeah. like you know all that little stuff you got to consider yeah. before you get there yeah. and then on and then after all that you also got to think okay now, do I have enough to comfortably live to keep, you know, that's right, paying my regular bills, yeah. take care of health expenses as they might come up, you yep. know, and, well, that, and that's the whole thing. And that's, and that's also me, then assuming that Social Security is still be going to be around, which big you know, assumption. Let's be honest, that's there's still right. you know, I, if, you if know, that's not around, by the way, scarier, everybody yeah. just you know, oh, whatever timeline you <laughs> yeah. thought you were going to have, <laughs> exactly. just add ten at years. That point, at that point, retirement be, you know becomes you know the the moment <laughs> they put you in the grave. You know? That's it. That's <laughs> it. Like, that's it. Yeah, yeah. You're still working a hard way as you're being put down. Yeah, you know? I mean, you so, can't afford insurance. I don't know how people retire at like 55 and afford the insurance. It's it's whoosh. Yeah, I feel like that's what I saw that number like you know. The, the starting at 55 and up potential retirement. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. whoever that person is, is already independently wealthy yeah. and doesn't necessarily need to be working probably anyway. That's right. So I'm a few years away from 55. Ain't no way that's <laughs> happening yeah. unless I win the billion dollar lottery that's... Uh, uh, Same that's coming up here. So. No doubt about it. All right, Dean, let's talk about let's talk about powering the world. So and, you know and, and the electricity. There's that all runs this. The world. There's all this talk about energy and stuff like that. It feels like we've been talking about it for. Ever, does, if you yeah. ask me, uh, so you ever know, since I some think, caveman saw lightning flashing yeah, from the sky, and I would think that we would have been a little bit farther along than we are. But no, I ran into a fascinating little article that kind of delineates where do we get our power from. And so, of course, what's number one? Now, this is global. This isn't just the U.S. These are global figures. But what is the most or what is the highest source of uh, power? Of course, it's coal. Coal. Unfortunately, there it's you still go. coal. 35%. Natural gas comes in at 23%. <clears throat> Little surprise on this one. Hydroelectric is 15%. That's yeah. That's... Yeah. You know, I thought we just had like the Hoover Dam and that's it. But apparently, <laughs> no. but, but on a global scale, I think there's a bit because more I know than that. that like in Europe and stuff like exactly. that, they they, I, they do a I lot. I suspect if this was U.S. only, that would be a much smaller number. <clears throat> yep, yep, yep. Nuclear came in at nine percent, and actually that was uh, that whittled down a little bit because I guess France. Uh, yeah, some, I did not know about this. Apparently, they had to over completely do overhaul and shut down and critical repairs of their yeah. entire nuclear yeah. apparatus because some stuff was leaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it's a good reason to do so. <laughs> 
<laughs> so that took it down to 9%. Of all the work we've done, wind is only 7% and solar is 4.5%. However, they did note, though, and I found this to be interesting, that <clears throat> renewable energy sources were at a off, were ahead in a 15% growth rate last yes. year yes. versus everything else, which only grew 0.4%. Of, yes. the, of the non-renewable So it's sources. growing. It's definitely growing it's, the highest. Things are it's moving the in the right direction. It's, moving in the right directions. But I thought we just still kind very of be a little farther along. I guess not. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to expect. But uh, uh, but when you think about it, burning coal for electricity as well as you know uh, uh, other products um, is the world's single largest source of CO2 emissions. Nevertheless, its use in electrical generation has actually grown since the Kyoto uh, Agreement. Yeah, you remember this? Agreement, yeah. Back in 1997, which I think is when all this started getting on everybody's radar. <clears throat> well, it still has grown. <laughs> the use of, uh, of, of coal, I believe, is still gone up 92%. Yeah, and let's point out here... <clears throat> The, the the really the big problem here is one particular country, your favorite country, China. China. Yes, fifty three percent of global coal demand comes just from China. Yep. Now to compare that, India is second on the list, thirteen point six, and the U.S. at eight point nine percent. Unbelievable, right? That is See? insane. There you go. We'll, they, we'll they, never we'll never conquer. I this know stuff exactly. Like they if, get on if, board. If, you, you're, you're exactly right. Ain't like, gonna I happen. Mean, you know, I mean, we could we you could shift the entirety of the U.S. exactly over to other resources. Sources yes. and not and renewable, renewable and non-renewable, but anything but coal. Mm-hmm. And I still doubt you come anywhere close to the production of what China is doing in just coal. Just coal only. Yeah. That is insane. That me. is insane. I know. And you're right. That's it's, a, it's that's a huge hurdle. And that and huge again, hurdle. That is also with a caveat too that like it said since uh, 2008, mm-hmm. coal production or you know coal usage had dropped about five five to six percent from around the forty percent range down to the thirty five percent where yep. it is now. Right. So five percent over the last you know fifteen or so years, fourteen fifteen years. That's it. It's a pretty big drop, you know, on a global scale, and yet China is still responsible for half. I know, half. And, and if China had and theirs done, is probably gone up. And, I oh, of course it has. If they hadn't done anything to mitigate that, mm-hmm. then then it would be, I guess, closer to the numbers that I was kind of hoping yeah. we'd be at. But man, yeah, we got a our, long way. Our to go. uphill battle continues. Yes, yes. it does. <laughs> But anyway, let's say we want to go on an adventure. Where should we go, John? <laughs> so uh, this another one of those interesting, you know, lists here. Uh, best countries for adventure. Now, first best of all, best countries. Okay. This was, so this was a U.S. News and World Report did their oh, ranking. First okay. of all, they did their ranking of the best countries in the world in general. And they have what seventy three attributes for this. That was, holy um, moly! Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of stuff, including right. stuff like power, cultural influence, heritage, social purpose, all these sub rank stuff. Mm. As always, we always have the links to all this stuff in the show notes. I dig into the the. the I, I will say the methodology here at least is there's a lot to it. Yes. So you know, I pretty feel, granular. I feel yeah, I feel okay. pretty good about this be, list being a fairly thorough list. All right. Now. Looking at just the, the the top countries in general on the survey, mm-hmm. I'll give you the top five: okay. Switzerland, Canada, Sweden, Australia, United States. Hmm. Okay. Kind of, honestly, I'm kind of surprised the U.S. is that high. <laughs> These are the this, especially when those you are compare, the top countries. Is that what you just, just said, like based overall on based on the survey attributes, of overall yeah. attributes or whatever that all the, right the, the the highest ranking countries in the world. Okay. Now. But this particular article I found on Thrillist also decided to pull out in particular. There's a one of the segments was of the one of the methodology segments was adventures. Ooh, adventures! So which yes. countries you know, are are high on an adventure scale where you I can go see. and have fun adventures? Yes, yes, yes. So they broke that out into its own top ten list. Here is that list now: Brazil, what? Italy, 
What? Gene, you were just in Italy. Did I you have an adventure while you were there? Well, no. I wouldn't think of going to Italy for an adventurous thing. Go on. Well, apparently you weren't in the right part of it. Apparently I wasn't, no. Uh, Greece, Spain, yeah. Thailand, okay. Portugal, okay. New Zealand. I get New Zealand. Yeah, I can get now. Australia, mm. Mexico, what? and Costa Rica. Those wow. are the top 10 most adventurous. This says these were hmm. this ranking was determined by equally weighing six attributes: friendly, fun, good for tourism, pleasant climate, okay. scenic, and sexy. <laughs> wait, wait, what was the last it's one there? Sexy. <laughs> so your country's That's gotta, an attribute. Your country's gotta be sexy. So Brazil <laughs> Brazil is friendly, fun, good for tourism, pleasant climate, scenic, and sexy. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, uh, I, I, I can gotcha. see all that. Those. Now this makes sense. Yeah. Italy, okay, yeah. Greece, <laughs> got it. Spain, you're just, got you're, it. You are strictly thinking the sexy factor right now, aren't you? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we're all doing is, it. We're all thinking of like, oh, That yeah, is so subjective beautiful right Brazilian, there. Brazilian, yes. lovely Italian. Lovely Italian. Oh, Mediterranean. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. Okay, yeah, I get it. Oh, yeah, okay. No, I get it, yeah. I, I have a feeling it's weighed uh, pretty heavily on that end. Uh, <laughs> the oh, man. Scale. Uh, and you'll note that's why maybe the U.S. isn't in the top. Clearly there. not. <laughs> what happened to Canada? <laughs> Off the list. <laughs> they got dinged for that in Canadian the climate, friends. probably, though. You know. Oh, man. Because <laughs> I'm sure they ranked high on the friendly part of things there. Up there yes. Up there in and the yes. scenic. Come on. You know, like scenery. But okay. So, yeah. Thought that was an, an interesting way to break out, you know, like instead of just looking at just a broad overall, what are the best, you know, like let's break it out into some of these categories. I would actually, I would love to dig through this data and like figure out what some of the other tops were for just some specific other, you know, uh, breakdowns. No doubt. You know, like yeah. w- which has the best culture, which has the best, you know, X, Y, Z or whatever. So mm-hmm. there could but, be some interesting but stuff But getting there. back to the first list. So the first list was like top countries, right? Right. Just the overall, just overall. all of these you know, perceptions together, whatever, of 87 countries. They surveyed more than 17,000 global citizens. Ten sub-rankings, like I said, that included the power, global influence, or cultural influence, heritage, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. social purpose. Obviously, adventure was part of it, stuff like that, so. Yep, and Switzerland was number one. Switzerland was number one. Have you ever been to Switzerland? I have not. Oh, my gosh. Here's the sad thing. I've been to Canada, and I've been to the Bahamas and the Dominican. That's been it. All right. And two of those three have happened since I've been working here at Blue Star (laughs) and went for Vartex. You lived in Colorado, though. Well, yeah. So but, you know about but mountains. Not out of, yeah, but I'm not out, it's not out of the country. Yes, I know about mountains. Well, though. Switzerland is that. But, okay. So it's it's it, but it's, it's very beautiful. That's, that's part of what I love about Colorado. Once. It's 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 gorgeous out there. So. Canada number two. I mean, yeah. you you get like a hundred miles into Canada, you are in wasteland. It's like you're, it's just tundra. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, like if you're just talking about the scenic part of it, yeah. sure. Yeah, but, yeah, you know, yeah, this yeah. is a broader you know, yeah, spectrum. Well, you know. Hey, I'm glad the U.S. showed up for number five because we've got a lot to offer. <laughs> we do. We when do. you think about it, we got mountains. <laughs> we got whatever whatever you like, we got. <laughs> we do. From Alaska to, you know, Hawaii. We do indeed. Unbelievable. Yep. So there All you right, go. There's your, there's your best countries in the world sexy. and your most adventurous and sexy it. countries. I love it. In the All world. right. All right, Dean, talk to me a little bit about uh, getting back to, to you know, uh, state-bound here. Let's talk about the ages of U.S. states. Yes. Well, no, so it's 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 the... Well, yeah, so the this general was, ages. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this was a little bit of a study that, that uh, depicts, you know, which states have the oldest populations and the youngest populations, right? So they, they look at the total population, and then they rank them by median age. Yep. What is the median age in that particular state? So... Have you looked at the list? I have, and once again, okay. I would not have quite guessed. There's some of these. no way I would have guessed number one, the uh, youngest being the youngest yeah. state. So, okay, maybe 
when I think about it, mm-hmm. maybe I could I can peg it. I don't know. So to spoiler alert, it's Utah. <laughs> Utah is the youngest with a median median age of thirty one point three. That's I'm, unbelievably I'm young. I'm curious if, you ask if it me. has anything to do with the Mormon population. Oh, pray tell. Go on. What well, do you I mean? just, just they kill I... off their old. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're in the well, we just lost all of our Mormon <laughs> listeners. I'm so sorry. No, Once you but... get to the age 50, you're out. You know, you're excommunicated. I, I just, I mean, I think maybe that is. It does potentially draw a younger crowd for one thing, and I think, I think just in general, maybe they just have more children, like larger families. And I have, have I, that and one a, had a, me scratching my a lot head. More I, young children. I guess some one of these has to win. So, so let me give you the <clears throat> youngest one. So Utah's the youngest. Right. District of Columbia. Interesting. Thirty-four. Young. Kind of get but, that. A little but that bit. makes sense. A lot of you know, like people starting their life. Uh, in DC, right? And right. It's, and it's like or those that are maybe that potentially working government, you know, like yeah, not right. beyond like the higher level folks, which yeah. you know, because most people say like well, I don't think of young when I think of government, but it, if no. you think, but those people aren't living in DC, right? The people that are and that are working in government are getting the work done. Are yeah, they're yeah. the ones that are getting the work done. That's they're right. The interns, the pages, yep. Yep. And the the assistants, the younger folks. Yeah. Texas is number three, which is a little bit surprising yeah, because yeah. you know I would have figured there was there'd be a more of a blend, but you hear about everybody moving to Texas, so I right. get it. Maybe um, just the sheer population size, kind right? Of thing. Thirty-five is the median age there, as it is in Alaska, North Dakota, Nebraska, uh, Oklahoma, and Idaho. I, it was at the top ten, and then yeah. Kansas. So you've got a lot of like you know those a lot of middle America stuff. Yeah. Yep, yep, yeah. Yep. And so, you know, good old Ohio, let's see, we ranked kind of closer to the older states. That's uh, yep. 39. Same with Kentucky. Kentucky was right there as Lower well, middle, 39, yeah. uh, median age. And so the oldest, <laughs> Maine. Maine, you're 44.7 years old is your median age uh, up in Maine. Uh, you know, a lot of, I guess people are just hanging around in Maine. I thought they all flocked down well, to Florida. Well, because, I mean, that was folks. what stood out to me, obviously, because I just assumed Florida would be on the bottom. And Florida and is fifth what, from the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, which I found that kind of interesting that they weren't dead last, that there yep. were some other. But again, other than, so Puerto Rico is the second lowest mm-hmm. uh, at 43.1. That one kind of surprised me, but I guess maybe not in a way because... I, that's probably a you know a, a community. All the that young people leave. Yeah, exactly. The Younger folks, folks leave. Staying. Older folks yeah. are staying, or you just have a lot of people that just don't end up leaving at all. You right. know? Yeah, exactly. Yep. yep. And then the others, you know, again, we're more of New England here, New Hampshire, Vermont, mm-hmm. you know, West Virginia, West Virginia, a little, Virginia. little more, yep. you know, um, Delaware, down, down the, Connecticut. Bit. Yeah, you know, a lot of um, old states. Uh, I a guess, lot right? of uh, New England states. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. Of older states. So yeah. And the only other commentary when you look at Florida, I thought I think it's kind of funny because they break it down by actual. Counties and all along the edge, of, so the coastline of Florida yep. is old. Yep, all the young people are in the middle. <laughs> so, I guess you know, <laughs> if you live in Florida, you start out in the middle, like around Orlando, you work there, and then when you retire, you go when to you the have coast. enough money to afford to live on the yeah. coast. Yeah, 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 exactly. You go to the coast. Yeah, I it's very clear. Like, if you check out this link, and they show they have like this map, yeah, that breaks down by county and kind of. You know, color codes the the yep. age. Yep. It is so blatant in Florida, like basically all around the edge, you've got nothing but like the pink of like the older yeah, folks, old folks, and then some glaring green, like kind of in the middle and towards like the northern part of the state. So, yeah, I found that, found that kind of interesting. Yeah. Yep. 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 All right, sir. So, what what's going on at Google now? What what, what are we doing? Well, Google recently celebrated their twenty fifth anniversary. Get out of town. Uh, their twenty fifth birthday. Twenty five uh, years of, the of Google. Time that Google has been around yes has it really been around that long it has do you remember ask jeeves i do okay 
just, just kind of um, dating. Oh, you. there was another one that I used to use back in the day, and I don't even remember what it's called now. Uh, Marco, you, what, what other searching? I can't. I can't, no? I can't remember some of the other. Uh, there ones. was uh, not Wistia. It was uh, Alta Vista. Alta Vista. Yes. Alta Vista. Yeah, I do remember using that yep, one. Yep, so, yep, yep. all right. So, so Google's been around twenty five years, and in you know, Google did a lot of fun stuff around this, and you know. Whatever you might feel about, you know, the giant tech companies that, you know, maybe have a little too much dominance in their particular field. Like Google. <laughs> like Google. Um, they did, you know, it kind of give run down a list of interesting stuff, you know, interesting facts related to Google. And, okay. And, and the various Google properties over the years that I thought I would run through a few of these. So here's a couple they pointed out. One, um, the recent India moon landing had 8.5 million views on YouTube. The hmm. most ever for a live stream event on YouTube. Oh, so that was live streaming. Yeah, so they were live streaming. Million million were watching. Eight point five million were watching. And oh. That is the most they've ever had for That's a single. Still live a far cry event. from broadcast television. Well, yeah, like you it, know, it like is. the Super Bowl. Oh, I'm sure. I'm, like I'm, a, I'm curious yeah. what the TV numbers probably were mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. same event. You know, I'm sure okay. they were. I'm sure they were insane too. So, so eight point two. I feel like that's <clears> attainable <throat> for you and me. Someday we could get to like eight million followers. It would be for and we could all, live it would have something. to be for all the wrong reasons. And like, <laughs> uh, you don't get oh, that you don't get that popular just for you don't get that just popular the goodness. Good. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, without uh, being sexy, smart, funny, yeah, exactly. whatever. Yeah. Got it. Without without <laughs> being <laughs> resilient Brazilians. <laughs> To, yeah, to, quote a, a, to quote a Vartek inside joke, inside if, joke, if yes. you were at Vartek. Yes, yes. Um, okay, here's another stat. 100 million plus miles have been mapped with the, mapped with the Google Street View car. Oh, 100 uh, million, eh? 100 yep. million, that's a lot. Now, they also did note, I'm going to find this here real quick, some other things that they have done with that, that vehicle. Okay, I'm sorry, not 100 million, it's 10 million, my bad. 10 million plus miles have been mapped with the, that's still the Street a lot. View car. Still yeah. a lot. Enough to circle the world more than 400 times. But Holy Moly. They also know that we've also used tricycles, sheep, snowmobiles, and camels to capture street view imagery around the world. Like, can you imagine like, a street with like one of those cam- whirling cameras strapped yeah. to the top of it just wandering around? That's hysterical. <laughs> sheep. A, a tricycle. Oh, you know? man. I'm envisioning Ireland. Oh, how yeah. are we going to map this street? Oh, put it on the sheep. I had. I have to think some of that was like, you know, a, a stunt of some sort, you know, like kind of a, a, a fun marketing Like a stunt. bar. No, a bar bet. You know, yeah, uh, I bet you can't. You, know, you think you can street do. Wow. Well, exactly. That's good stuff. Have you ever seen the Google Street Car? Have you ever like, oh, yeah. seen one? Yeah, 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 yeah. In uh, fact, uh, there's a hotel near me. And mm-hmm. so you, when I drive by, you can tell when they're there because they put like um, sheets over them. Not oh. sheets, but they put covers over right, them at right, night. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the Google cars or it was something like that. Nice. But, uh, That's pretty neat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So what else you Another got? Another two, yeah. 200 years of typing are saved daily by autocomplete. <laughs> 200 years wow. worth of typing. So every time that you let autocomplete finish a Google search for yes. you. You are saving a little bit of time now. In one day, all the people that allow that years. to happen is two hundred years worth of typing time Good that they are not Lord. doing. I love quantified stuff like that. Isn't that insane? That's insane, right there. Um, yeah. Another cool thing is that uh, the um, Google's assistant, Google Assistant, has a feature which I'd never heard of this before. I don't really use Google Assistant to be honest. Called Hum to Search, what? where if you hum a tune, and it doesn't matter if it says it doesn't matter if what? you're on key or not. For anywhere from 10 to 15 seconds, 
it can pick up your tune and figure out what you're humming and tell you what you're. What I the, had no idea what that, that exists. Song is really so you're serious that, right now. I mean, like again, I haven't Google tried it. Bar, yeah, I haven't tried it, I, and I, I, I assume it's like it's the ultimate Shazam. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, but but for just whatever's in your head, right? I mean, how, think about that. How many times <laughs> in your life have you had a tune in your head and you couldn't think of what it was, and you're humming it to other people and they're going like, "You're nuts! I don't know what you're talking about. Never heard of that." Some song maybe you heard like years right. ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know a little bit of the tune. You yep. maybe you know yep. a couple lyrics. Yep. Imagine if you Google hum. Try try that out in Google sometime and see if if it can uh, pick up what you're. Was there a stat in. behind that one, by the way, or is, um, or is it just I don't like think it so. saved I think it's, like it's, five million years <laughs> of searching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I just Search mentioned volume. it was just the 10 to 15. 10 to 15 seconds is oh, how many seconds okay, you can whistle it. or hum when using hum to speech. And says, and no, you don't have to be perfect, have to have perfect pitch to use the feature. Nice. So nice. I may have, to, may have to try that one out. Yes. And then one last stat that I yes. had from them uh, apparently, Chrome allows for infinite tabs to be open. Infinite? Whoa. There is no max capacity. Wow. Oh, you know, I forgot. There was another stat I had to pull out of here, too, though. That the Google Sheet, you yes. know, you use a Google Sheet online, yeah, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. have 10 million cells in a Google Sheet. That's the max <laughs> that a Google Sheet can contain. For all Which, you accountants out there. If someone yes. ever gave me a Google Sheet that had 10 million cells filled, filled out, I, yeah. would, I would just burn my computer. Yes, like, nope, exactly. not doing this We're anymore. not doing this, no. But yes, I thought that Chrome was interesting that you could open up an infinite, infinite number. Ma- now, it'll crash cameras. your computer. <laughs> yes. You would yeah. need Watson to run it. If your computer had the capacity to yes. handle it, you, there is no end in sight to how many. Maybe there is, and just we've never, we haven't invented a computer that can handle it. There yet, you so. go. There you go. Maybe that's something Quantum computing can help us figure out. It's Google turns twenty five. Interesting. I'm a little bit more shocked about that. I felt like it was a. It's been ten years, maybe. <laughs> it's it's that stuff that starts. We start realizing how how old yep. we are. Yeah. When yes. you're just like, oh my god, like that's been around for that. Well, I mean, what the I, iPhone's been around for almost what fifteen years now. Oh yeah, for sure. You yeah. know, I mean, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. stuff like that. When you start you start painting the picture of technology that feels recent, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and and you start realizing like now this stuff's been around for quite some quite time some time now, now yeah at this mm-hmm. point so yeah well all right uh, hey we we breezed through those tech bites man yes that was a, sir that was a good run we got through there even even Marco has to be impressed with the time we're taking <laughs> on this episode right now you know? <laughs> but wait we still have more oh we, we got we more have, we still have plenty of opportunities to stretch don't this out. go anywhere that's right yeah. <laughs> And annoy Marco before we're done here. Uh, but hey, as always, I want to thank the sponsors of our Tech Connect podcast. Thank the sponsors of our Tech Connect program. Who are they all again? Oh, we got man, a, why do you always ask me that? We got Zebra, we got Honeywell, we got Intel, we got Sam. We got all Hang on, I've got the list here. I'll we got time today. We got Elo, Zebra, Honeywell, Epson, Intel, Toshiba, Lenovo, Star Micronics. Boom, there all you go. All of them have, have either sponsored the podcast directly or our Tech Connect program for many multiple episodes and ads and whatnot. And we thank so, them dearly. Yes, there you thank go. you so much. And thanks to all the others that, you know, will sponsor random yeah, one-off episodes. Give us some subject matter experts Give us experts and stuff to like help that. us out. We appreciate all of sure you. Sure do. And what you do for us. And we're looking forward to, to your, your support for years to come. Yes. Because as we've mentioned before, Dean and I are going to have to do this until we are practically dead. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and your your money will support our <laughs> waning lifestyles in it. <laughs> 
<laughs> time. Uh, hey, if you like the show, if you like what we do on these Tech Bytes episodes, make sure you hit like button on the YouTube page. Uh, give us a five-star rating review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Leave us a note. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. If you have interesting stories that you're like, hey, I'd love yeah, to hear your right? guys' take on this, yeah. drop those to us. Drop a link in, in the comments. Mm-hmm. Send us an email. Give us a message. We want to hear from you and find out what you're interested in mm-hmm. uh, or just cool stuff you want to hear us babble about and give our dumb takes on. That's right. Uh, you can always, as, as always, submit your ideas for the show. Also, there's always a, a, a link in the show notes where you can go down there and drop an idea to us. Just for doing so, yes. we will send you a Tech Connect podcast Hey-o. t-shirt. Now, the caveat being there, we don't have any right now. Oh, we're out. <laughs> We've used up our <laughs> supply, I believe. But we are considering and developing ideas to make a new one yes. for the coming year. Yes. Uh, and we'll try to do a bigger run of those and get yes. some of those out. We already have some folks that are in the queue to get those, those gotcha. shirts. Uh, but There's a backlog. Who knew? <laughs> exactly. And hey, yeah. maybe, I don't know, maybe if you... Um, Submit an idea to us. You can also submit a suggestion for what you'd like to have on the shirt Ooh, or something. We might a style take that idea. in consideration. Yes, yes. Yeah, so you could like you, it. You could guide what kind of podcast T-shirt that you're wearing. Nice, nice. Uh, so submit that to us anytime. And as always, if you want to reach out to us, you can find us on the platform formerly known as Twitter, now known as X, and potentially known as Dead very soon. Uh, you would find us there at Tech Connect Pod, which I do occasionally update still with like a giant list of all the episodes that I've forgotten to update there. Uh, and you can also email us techconnect at bluestarinc.com. All right, Dean, let's wrap up here. We usually yes. do our value to the VAR, but there's no big takeaways for our VARs here. We're just having fun. I don't this think is, so. There's no takeaway good, today. Good conversational topics. That's right. Maybe you can bring it right. up in your next sales call. Me like, hey, yeah. did you know you know that the most famous street in the country is <laughs> Ocean, Ocean, Drive, Ocean, Ocean yeah. Avenue or Ocean Drive yeah. or whatever? And they'd be like, what are you talking about? It's Lombard. It's Michigan Avenue. It's yeah. it's you know it's, it's, it's Fifth it's, Avenue. It's Fifth Avenue. Avenue. Yeah. No, nope. I heard it on Dean and John's podcast. You would be wrong. Who the hell are Dean and John? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just having this whole hypothetical <laughs> conversation here in my head. But uh, <laughs> uh, so hey, take those, take that stuff with what you will, and you know, talk about it amongst yourselves. But let's talk about what's technically with us, our favorite segment. Yes, sir. We're kind of similar to what we've just been doing here. Yep, 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 yep. We get to talk about something in the world of science, tech, innovation that we feel like chatting about today. Or what's in this case, we're gonna go back to AI. Okay. Coca-Cola. We haven't talked about that enough. Right. Coca-Cola <laughs> debuts new mystery flavor created by AI. Okay. Unbelievable. So AI is starting to get into our food now, as if, you know, in our drinks. This is it. This is how AI takes over the world. They've created some flavor. There it is. That will get us, like, addicted or something. So Coca-Cola has launched Coca-Cola Y3000. That's the name. (laughs) Exactly. Your look is exactly. For me, it's Y-W-H-Y question mark. Why are we doing this? (laughs) A beverage beverage the company said is the first flavor co-created with human and artificial intelligence. Okay. Coca-Cola Y3000 is the latest limited edition flavor to launch under its Coca-Cola Creations platform. And the third one to de- debut this year. Now, Y3000, zero sugar, and full sugar versions are being launched in select markets around the world. So, okay. you know, I, yeah, okay. But here's what, what gets me about this. It actually has very little to do with the flavor. Let me, and here's what I mean by that. <laughs> Let me read you this a little bit more. For Coca-Cola Creations, the use of AI is a natural step that positions the drink in a way that could pique interest of young consumers who will want to try it. So there it is. All the only reason why we're doing this is to get more kids hooked on sugary drinks. That's it. 
before potentially increasing their consumption of other Coca-Cola wow. products. Similar to other be- uh, beverages released okay, on so the Okay, so the is trying platform. to get us addicted. I mean. Yeah, yeah. The latest beverage doesn't even promote or reveal any kind of flavor profile, like cola, cherry, vanilla, or anything like that, but, it, but it's promoting a mood or an experience. That's what you're getting from this drink. So, right? Now it just for, makes you for feel anyone a bit listen, more For icky. anyone listening just to the podcast audio-only version, <laughs> my face has been filled with questioning <laughs> incredulity <laughs> and, and, and mild uh, disdain for this conversation. It, I mean, Coca-Cola, that's all they are. They're just, they're, they're, they're marketing. As a marketer, right, it right. is impressive because all they're doing is marketing a, a mood. I mean, they self-admit it. <laughs> A mood or an experience. It has nothing to do really with. I mean, the drink is like tertiary, and not even secondary. It's like, oh, we're selling a. So in other a words, vision, I'm going to have to put even more bourbon in there. Oh yeah. To sell my particular experience and mood. Yeah, I have no idea what it really drink. tastes like, but it doesn't really matter. They don't really care. Oh, and by the way, they're doing all kinds of swag around this. Like they want you to get into what it, what is it going to be like in the year three thousand. What are people going to drink? That's why they've called it Y three thousand. Right, what are they right. going to be wearing? What is the can going to look like? So it's it's all about this experience around the right. Y3000. Yeah. You're not bought in, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. So first of all, a lot of the experimenting with flavor stuff with with these popular sodas yes. just goes badly. It does. We all remember New Coke. Well. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> those Most of us. Those of us of our generation and back yeah. Yeah, <laughs> remember yeah, 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 yeah. New Coke. That failed experiment, uh, which for some reason I feel like I didn't dislike new coke but i don't remember at this point i felt like it just tasted more like pepsi maybe or something yeah it was it was, yeah. it was a flatter sugarier <laughs> pepsi but i also and... remember i also remember crystal pepsi mm. which was a bit of a disaster a bit um yes. if you recall just a few years back coke put out some kind of like coke dream or something like that mm, or dr- don't dream that. flavor okay. yeah and that was awful i just yeah, there's a lot of experimenting going on. Yeah. Hey, Marco, are you still drinking those Pepsi? Um, the Pepsi Nitro. Nitro. Eh, no, yeah, not same so much, here. Yeah. I, I was all right. into this for a little while, and yeah. just you know, it was fl- it was it was flat flat fizzy RC is all. That. <laughs> That's pretty much what that tasted like. Which I love. We just lost our sponsorship with Pepsi. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> when I was younger, I would actually shake up my Pepsis to get them flat. <laughs> I preferred them flat. Yeah. 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 So that I guess that drink was made for me, but and, and I didn't <clears throat> consume them. Yeah. There you go. But hey, All right. well, AI I mean, has brought I, us I'm to sure at some Y3000. point, Marco will bring us a Y3000 in here. We'll yes. try it out. You know, and we need it. We need it. We need the AI maybe, version. Maybe we'll taste test it on, on, on a podcast. Fair and, enough. So what's <laughs> tech connecting that. with you, my man? All right. So, um, okay. Remember, I, I promised I'd have something slightly creepy, oh, which, yes. by the way, we didn't we didn't talk about the oh, creep we factor. Didn't. Hang on. Hang on. Let's real quick. Let's look at some of our... our I don't know uh, that there's okay. a lot of creep factor here. Uh, okay. Uh, the most famous streets. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you could have a spooky street, like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, there you go. Why wasn't Elm Street on that list? <laughs> Bingo. Uh, retirement. Um, well, you know, we're all going to be like zombies rising out of our graves to yes. keep working. So there yes. you go. There's that there one. You go. Uh, powering the world. Um, mm. uh, fossil fuels. Fossils. Creepy, right? Creepy. Dinosaurs come Creepy. out of the ground. Ugly. Bones. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, adventures. Um, I mean, you could go to like a haunted graveyard or something as yes. an adventure you yes. know, in Brazil. You know, yes. Like, yes. Sure. Yes. yes. Um, uh, oldest and youngest states. Oh, well, I mean, that'll know. have the most graveyards. <laughs> 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 the yes. states with the most graveyards. Or, frankly, the states with the most kids. That's always creepy, too. It could be like children of the corn oh, type children kids. Of, oh, you know? yeah, absolutely. Especially in Utah. Maybe they're just all standing For there. For sure. Like, For Hello, sure. Hello. Welcome to our state. <laughs> uh, and then Google. I don't know. Go out and Google some other creepy stuff. Yeah. So, right? Okay. All right. All right. We, we accomplished that mission. Fair enough. <laughs> so, 
Okay, apparently uh, there was a there was an earthquake in Morocco back in early September. Yes. 6.3 up in the mountains. <clears throat> and apparently a weird phenomenon that occurred just before the earthquake started where what's what are referred to as earthquake lights. Lights? Now, like L-I-T-E-S? L-I-G- <laughs> L-I-G-H-T-S. Oh, lights. Okay, got it. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like the light version of an earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> Miller Lite. It's, it's the low calorie. The low calorie earthquake version. <laughs> All right, so earthquake <laughs> light. That's your next flavor of Mountain Dew. Earthquake <laughs> light. <laughs> All right. So these were actual apparently like bursts of light or kind of like flashes what? of light that came up oh, from the ground. Get out of town. Just before and as the earthquake was beginning. Now it, it, some people are, are kind of skeptical about these things, but apparently this is a known phenomenon that is very rare, but hmm. not unheard of okay, and not unstudied, but just hadn't really been quantified for quite, you know, until in the last, you know, like 100 years or so or whatever, when hmm. people have actually been able to get some some photographic evidence of their existence. So now to give you a caveat a little of what this, what this is and how it potentially works, because scientists are actually a little bit baffled by yeah, this. Right? They don't quite know how this occurs. And plus there's a lot of different form factors like sheet lightning, uh, what are some of the other ones? Glowing balls, uh, mm. floating in the air, cold flames licking up ankle high, luminous objects described as fiery pillars, right? This all sounds very biblical. Wow, yeah. <clears throat> um, so earthquakes, it says earthquakes generate mechanical stress for the Earth's crust as tectonic forces push plates together. Which makes sense. In the case of Morocco, this is the African plate moving north, colliding with the Eurasian plate. Okay. It's possible that the stress generates electric charge carriers that can move through the crust to create electric currents. Oh. And when those reach the surface, they ionize the air and create luminous uh-huh. phenomena similar to lightning. That makes sense. So since the exact mechanism is, is huh. still remains up for debate. And that given that also that the lights kind of, you know, manifest in different ways, it yep. could possibly be different things that are kind of producing them and different, yep. you know, different um, reactions that yep. are producing them. Yep. But either way, apparently is a real thing. And there is this, this um, uh, link that I'll put in the show notes as always, whatever, for this article. There's like a little Twitter um, bio or Twitter um, uh I'm sorry, an X that was thrown out here or whatever that you can click on and see a little video like a I was going like to say, we need security, video evidence. A security cam video. And it's 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 distant. You know, it's in a town, so it's because the earthquake happened in the mountains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but you can see it off in the distance, and there's just random lights that kind of come up Ooh, from that's the ground. Ooh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It just looks like lightning flashing from the ground. And so if you ever see that, duck and cover? I, yeah. yeah. So so here's where, you know. That's how the one, animals that is, know. That is a little creepy. It could be, yeah. It, it is a little creepy. But it also reminded me of, do you remember, okay, the War of the Worlds. Yes. Now, either one, the H.G. Wells original novel version, mm-hmm. or the Steven Spielberg film version that mm-hmm. he did, you know, maybe about 20 or so years ago, which was, very, you know, faithful to the book in the sense of how the aliens came to Earth. Yeah. Where there was already, you know, ships in the ground, and the, the aliens rode the lightning down into the ground, into the to, ground. to get into yeah. their ships and then come up out of there. And it was kind of like an earthquake as they rose up out of the ground. Just made me think of that, like lightning shooting. Gotcha. And yeah, 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 yeah. Something yeah. coming out of the ground. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yeah, I like that one. Earthquake lights. Lights. And not the low calorie. Not the low calorie version. All right, that's what's tech connected with us. That is also all the tech that we can bite off for this week. This more, is true. More than we can chew, as always. I right, until next time, you know... Um, 
You think about how you're never going to retire. Yes. Uh, move to an older or younger state, depending on your preference. Take a selfie on a famous street. Take a selfie on a famous street. Send it in to us. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care if it's your street. Send it, Send in your selfies of your favorite street. TechConnectedBlueStarring.com. We'd love to see some of those. We'll, we'll throw them up maybe on a future episode. Bingo. Uh, and, uh, and hey, try out the uh, the latest flavor Y3000 Thousand. Coke that does or doesn't taste like anything. Who knows? Who knows? And as always, folks, please stay connected. Technic Podcast is brought to you by Elo. Dean kiosks are everywhere. Yes, they are. Inside. Inside. Outside. outside. Mm, uh, but how do you ensure that the outdoor deployments are safe and usable in all conditions? Mm, good question, sir. Well, Elo has the answer uh-huh. with their outdoor open frame monitor. Elo's 27-inch outdoor monitor boasting 1,500 nits brightness and IK10 vandal-proof rating. There you go. Because <laughs> that's important. You don't want to up your kiosk outside. <laughs> Uh, ensures 24-7 performance, even in direct sunlight. Nice. Readable with polarized sunglasses, it thrives in extended temperatures. Ideal for payment systems, signage, charging stations. This brilliant, optically bonded, weatherproof monitor features edge-to-edge glass for seamless outdoor enclosure integration. Nice. To provide unmitigated performance from day to night, the ambient light sensor automatically adjusts the display's brightness to optimize power consumption. That's smart. Extend the display's life mm. and enhance the viewing experience. Yeah. With, with flexible installation options, touch-through PCAP functionality and compatibility with Elo's backpack compute engine, the 2799 open frame monitor is the perfect display for your next outdoor kiosk solution. What else could you need? I, nothing else. Yeah, the PX99. I feel like I need to just go put up an outdoor kiosk. <laughs> I don't know what it would be for, but, you know. At your own? Maybe yeah. for Halloween, so kids can order the candy they want. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Right, okay, sure. Yeah, I, yeah, can, yeah. I can see that going badly, but okay. <laughs> well, you could be like, because we, we had a house in our neighborhood where the, the they would drop the candy down a oh, slide. down the from chute, the, yes. Yeah, it was yes. during, during COVID, COVID time. Yeah, yeah, yeah I thought yeah, that was yeah. kind of cool. So There you go. There you go. Check out the link in the show notes for more information or contact your Blue Star Evo representative. The Technic Podcast is also brought to you by Zebra. All right, Dean, we're, we're pretty big fans of the wearables. Yes, we are. Absolutely, yeah. So why shouldn't workforce devices also be wearable? That's a great question, yeah. my friend. Yes, why I, shouldn't I, they? I would like a wearable computer to use. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, like on your forearm. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, introducing Zebra's most powerful and versatile wearable scanner, the RS6100. This small and practically weightless wearable scanner offers an advanced multi-focus scan engine in a rugged design you can use anywhere, from warehouse aisles, freezers, and coolers to the seat of a fork truck or out on the dock in the rain, snow, blazing summer heat, and sub-zero winter cold. Nice. I mean, between them and that ELO open frame thing, like, <laughs> covered, dude. Just, just hang out outside and do all your work out there. <laughs> Pair with any Bluetooth-enabled device for cordless operation or connect to select Zebra mobile devices with a corded adapter to eliminate the need for batteries. Five interchangeable wearing styles ensure comfort for every worker. It's nice. rugged and ready to use everywhere, and it's always in service with a swappable battery. Mm. There you go. There you everything, go. Everything, yep. you, everything you need. Swap the battery, no problem. Go out and endure those harsh climates and get some work done and keep your hands free. Five different options. You're good to go. Check out the link in the show notes to learn more and to find helpful sales resources.